0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm talking with Ryan McRae, welcoming him back once again to the show. He is, of course, from the TheADHDNerd.com, and in this conversation, he and I talk all about productivity for college or university students. Now, before you tune out and say, I'm not in college or I'm not in university— just know that Ryan brings to the table years as a college student as well as a resident director. And I attended college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> uh, I attended college, and I wasn't the greatest of students back then. And looking back in hindsight, applying productivity skills would have been a huge change in the course of how my experience went. Not that I had a horrible experience. And so we thought, Hey, Let's do a conversation about this. So we are basically looking back in hindsight and or from, again, Ryan's perspective of being a resident director and him literally working with students and how he was able to help them buckle down and get better, not just at studies, but also living life at that time in their lives. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. And it's not just applicable to college students. This is applicable to high school students in some senses and even adults at this time. Having this conversation and even listening back to it, I was able to figure out a couple of little tips and tricks for myself. So enjoy this conversation with Ryan McRae. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show once again. It's Ryan McRae. Welcome back to the show, Ryan.
1: Hey, Eric. Glad to be here.
0: We're actually here to talk about something more timely and more personal experience-wise to you, well, and to me, because I was a horrible college student. Yeah. I was. And I, in hindsight, from all the productivity stuff that I've learned, knew a lot of the stuff that, that you've gathered together for us to talk about in this conversation. But it's that time of year. Kids are going back to school or they're fresh, first-time freshmen. And that is an overwhelming thing.
1: It is. And I was a resident director for nine years. And I taught college students kind of the freshman seminar they have. For eight years where we teach them study skills, how to get good grades, best practices, um, how to use the college, how to get a job after college. We just did this, you know, this great course. And I was lucky to be a part of it at California State University in San Marcos. And I learned a lot about how to be a successful college student. But I also really struggled like you did in my undergrad. Um, uh, my freshman year, I was just knocked over on the change from high school to college. And even when I pursued a masters and got that, I, I struggled a little bit, but I learned some really great habits that I think some college students would really benefit from. Cause I saw a lot of rookie moves in their freshman year. I saw a lot of these mistakes that they brought over these high school habits into their college world. And it just, it just wouldn't work.
0: Well, and let's face it, a lot of adults are going to get something out of this, too, because oh, yeah. this is really, I mean, again, like college is not just an educational structure for, uh, you know, disseminating or uh, what's the consuming knowledge and integrating it into your, you know, your thought process. It's also about life skills. And right. that is one of the basically college is one big crash course in project management multiple project management you know right
1: and i find a college um can be a bit jarring because for going from high school to college they're going from highly structured to non structured let me let me kind of unpack that so in high school the bell rings you go from class to class it's usually on the board what to do the teacher will remind you you've got other classmates that you see all the time and you can be like when's that due or how do you do this or When's that project uh, due in? And then you go to college and it's gone. The professors don't speak to each other. You've got a college um, schedule that's a little weird. Maybe you've got a nine o'clock class, but then you don't have a class till one. Then you've got a class at three, Mm -hmm. and then it's different on Tuesday and Thursday. So you've got longer classes Tuesday, Thursday, then Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, They don't remind you of anything. So and you know your parents aren't there to 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 nag you about oh dear, what's going on why aren't you studying <laughs> um you know the curses this is kind of irrelevant one but you know Fortnite the most popular game on any platform is always available and so you can really just with this unstructured time you can really blow it your first through fourth year um
0: yeah in my time it was james bond 007 the golden eye nintendo 64 oh man <laughs> yeah that, that is that, that, that dates me but anyways that, that, yeah
1: um and then yeah so there's just a lot of things college students can do and adults can do who are not in college to kind of uh be more productive more and more successful yeah. And the other part is they also miss their friends so not only are they unstructured, but they've left their support system, mm-hmm. their friendships, parents, extended family. That's all, that's all gone. So now there's like this void. And so they're like, they're, they're not only trying to manage their time, but they're trying to like find friendships and that's hard too. So, so yeah.
0: Yeah. There's two voids. Basically there's your support system emotionally and relationally and any structure you had is now completely gone so two different threads right. so two different, yeah and you then have to be the one to take initiative to create those again from scratch right. for yourself maybe not from scratch hopefully you've learned something in terms of the building process right. of building those you did it before you can do it again but you're starting over basically
1: right starting over so some of the ways that Uh, college students can not only survive and kind of thrive in college. Um, when you get to college, your professor hands out this, this holy text called the syllabus, and it is an overview of the class. It is a list of all the books you need, their number, their contact info. Uh, There's a schedule of when everything is due most of the time. And I see college students not really treat that as sacred as they should. So if there's a college student out there listening, here's, here's what you do. And parents share this with your students. You gather up all those syllabi and you put them all in one calendar. And Eric, I see this mistake a lot. College students are like, I have four calendars. I'm like, no, (laughs) no, you don't. You have one calendar in four places. And that's terrible. Um, so, and people are like, should you use analog or should you use digital? And I, and this is my response to college students. It doesn't matter. Whatever it works for you, works for you, but don't do double the work. Don't put it in. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and what I tell college students to do is synthesize all those syllabi, take all of them and put the dates in that calendar of when everything is due, everything. So if they're like, I have to put stuff in November that's due when it's only August. Yes. Yes, you do. You have to put it all out there. And Eric, here's the rookie move that I see is that they're like, oh, you know, this big paper is due, you know, November 26th. I'm good. I'm good. I it over, you know, Thanksgiving break. I'm good. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you will, you will suffer. My friends, you will suffer. So. I tell people kind of break it up into three areas like big projects, media projects, and small projects. Big project is like term paper, huge exam that's 50% of your grade. And that happens in college. People aren't ready for that. I'm like, no, the graph, this exam is 80% of your grade. Like, how can that be? I'm like, well, the professor can do whatever she wants. So figure it out. So you've got big, medium, and small. Medium would be, you know, read a book, three-page paper, uh, you know, a test, but it's about 15% of your grade. And then small things would just be like, you know, those one-page, two-page summaries, a small quiz, things like that. And I tell people, write up, label them what you think it is. And then you're going to just set reminders back. A week, two weeks, three weeks. So if you have a big project, You need five reminders in your calendar. You need to get on this project. And I just space it out. I go back in time. So I go back one week reminder, back another week reminder. I do that five times. Medium, they get three reminders. I go back three weeks. Small projects, you get one week reminder. Now you're thinking, I'm filling this calendar with reminders. And my answer to that is yes. Yes, you are. (laughs) Because the rookie move is to turn the page of your digital or analog calendar and see that something is due December 2nd, but you never looked. And so now you're stuck.
0: Yeah, you you tear, if look you're ahead. using the paper calendar, you're tearing off November and you see December 2nd, 80% of your grade project due, and you forgot till that point. That That is a recurring nightmare for me, by
1: the way. Right. Oh, oh it is. Yeah. I... I See college students have that frozen face syndrome where they're like, oh no. And I'm like, you've literally run out of time. Like you could literally have 28 hours, two all nighters and and you're done just because they're not ready. So, um, and you know, with a, with a digital one, they can get like little alerts, but what it does is you're able to look at an entire week and say, these are all the things I need to work on. These are, this is it. This is my week because it's not landing in that week. You don't have to worry about it because there's no reminder set in there. Um, And that way you can check things off. The pull to play Fortnite isn't as strong because you have all these things to do. Yeah, That's how I want them to, that's how I see people successfully manage their calendar.
0: Now, would you, aside from those reminders, would you suggest that it's a good idea to maybe even pick out a block of time to say, do a certain amount of that project, whatever it is? Like if it's say, you know, pull, pull the research. This is my, this is my block where I'm just doing research. I'm not, I'm not working on the whole project. I'm just doing a certain, I don't know, maybe half the research or something.
1: Absolutely. And and what I see college students do is they'll have a class at maybe 8 a.m. on campus, and then they have got an 11 o'clock class. And the terrible move they do is they go back to their resident hall in between. Mm -hmm. They finish, you know, at 9 o'clock, they kind of go back to their room, um, hang out, grab second breakfast, whatever it (laughs) is. And then they're kind of, they slog at 1030 back up to their 11 o'clock class. And maybe they've got a you know, four o'clock class. They go back to their resident hall, hang out four o'clock class. And then they study at five. Maybe they've, what they've done is they've wasted about five hours of, of study time because they've gone back to their resident hall Mm -hmm. instead block time in between those classes that you're working on other things. So maybe you've got a library hour. Maybe you're like, wow, this, this uh, physics class is kicking my butt. I need to block a time to review notes and get over stuff. So I, say, I tell people to stay on campus absolutely as long as you can until your last class and use that time to study. Because what happens is your brain is in that study mode. I'm on campus. I'm al- usually alone or maybe hanging with a friend but i can get this done i've got my books and my com- probably my computer in my bag i can just head to the library and get it done
0: so i want to step in here so so you're yeah. saying uh this is something you should be doing uh is somebody who's a um somebody who's a, maybe a, a lives in town of the college and is living off campus they would already kind of already start to be in this mindset though not necessarily because they would say yes. i can't drive you know 10 15 20 minutes to campus go to one class i'm not going to drive home i'm already at campus i would go and bring like my book you know for my other class or two that day and have my plan as to what i'm going to do throughout the day but i think the other key piece here is if you're a resident on campus you ought to almost be treating it the exact same way
1: right absolutely yeah if you're a resident on campus you need to stay on campus as long as you can because and and by the way, I was a resident director. I ran the resident halls, put on the activities, whole thing. I wanted college students to have fun and community. But the minute you get home, your brain is like, "Ugh, I am done." And then if you go back up to campus, you're kind of rebooting that system, and you're like, "Oh, now I have to be in study mode again." So you want to you want to kind of stop that, you know, kind of a Cal Newport deep work you want to stay in that deep work mode up on campus. Um, and if you're like working at a community, you know, studying at a community college and you're like, well, they've got the library, they've got this tiny little coffee house, or they might not have really great places to make a camp. Like, uh, one of my buddies, um, son, he, he's like a resident at Panera. Like he, (laughs) that's where he gets his lunch. They have, uh, great, uh, wifi and he just crushes it right there. Uh, you know, when it gets crowded, he bounces, but, um, wherever you can find like a place to be uh, not yeah. disturbed.
0: Yeah. Finding a study room. I, I mean, I, again, I am in a college town. I actually used to work at that university and being a remote worker. I've done this where I've said, you know what, today is the day where I'm going to go and kind of do a focused work day. And I'll use one of their study rooms in their library. And I'll camp there for the day and I'll just kind of have shifts that I'm doing. So that's kind of the mentality you need to take.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then also you can use that time to check in with professors and get to know them because you put your off of the office hours of your professor into your calendar. You can see when they're available. And I was always just drop by and say hello, ask them questions about class, ask them questions like, why did you choose this topic? Um, I was an English major, so I, I liked asking like, what are your, what's your favorite book you're reading right now? Um, I built relationships with them throughout the year. And so maybe an internship comes up, maybe, um, a job on campus is available. Maybe they need a student aid. Um, I was able to get a lot of, uh, kind of opportunities from, from the from my professors Mm -hmm. so i would say you know i hate treating office hours like an emergency room like hey i know we've never met but it isn't okay if i skip the final or you know i want to um do this and my parents are you know i'm like you got to get to know these people they are actual people and uh it's an advantage for you to get to know them. Um, and that built right- in,
0: it builds in goodwill because again, if yeah. have, say, say you get sick and a couple of days, you're like, Oh crap. Like I've missed two days and they, you want them to notice that you're missing and, right. and care that you're missing because there's a relationship there. And this is not about sucking up to them for opportunities. It's about actual, like, look, these people may become a a, a serendipitous mentor, something you oh. aren't looking for. That is the, like gateway or, uh, you know, guide to something you didn't even understand was a possibility in terms of, you know, your future and your
1: career. Right. And yeah, absolutely. And I just, and you get to build these really great relationships with people that, that can offer even more education about things that you specialize that you're interested in. Um, And yeah, there's just a wealth of information there. They, they've done a lot of work, to to get to this university to teach. And I just think it's a missed opportunity if we don't get to know them. Um uh, I I at Illinois State University about 7.5 million years ago, I I'm not a biology guy. Like I don't, I really don't understand how we are living creatures. It is a mystery to me. And when I was getting, I was getting my education degree, we had to take 12 hours of biology. I'm not sure why. But that's that's changed. And I remember sitting in class being like, I I do not understand what's going on. And everybody's like taking great notes and they're drawing pictures and they've got this diagram. And I am just like eating Elmer's glue with one hand and just drawing with a <laughs> thick, sharpie marker. I'm like, I just don't understand. I met with my I had to pass the class I needed to see. I met with my professor every week. It is office hours from two to four every week. I knocked at his door at 201. I left at 359 and I went over the notes. I got straight D's on those tests. And he'd be like, how did you blow this? I'm like, I don't know. And he knew I knew the material. And when I got, I'm like, I'm going to have to retake this. This is my nightmare. And I got a C and I'm like, and I, and I did the math. Like I tracked every grade. I'm like, there's this guy just like, gave me a C to say, like, farewell, right? <laughs> <Like>, good, <laughs> good luck on your journey in biology, because he knew I was going to be a teacher. We talked about that. I worked with deaf and hard of hearing kids. And so he's like, yeah, you shouldn't be in this high level class. I'm like, clearly. So, uh, well, yeah, that and was I, one, and I think that was you one benefit. Up,
0: you showing up proved to him that you were putting in the effort. And so even oh. if we we're having difficulty with the material, it, also, he was seeing that you weren't having difficulty with the material. It was probably more you you were having hard. You were just not a good test taker. Oh, t- terrible! He- hearing your, your story. That's where I instantly go to is like, you knew the stuff. You just couldn't. Oh, yeah. Under pressure of a test, like get it back out onto a paper. So which I'm the same way. I hate I hate tests. So, oh, yeah,
1: hate
0: them. Like. Oh, anyway. uh, I, I want to put something else out there real quick. Aside from professors, this is also the place where you want to start to not just have a variety of friends, but also in um, this new building up of a, a an emotional um, support system is keep an eye out for who's in your classes. And because, uh, because <laughs> what's funny is, is I, I didn't, I have a story where uh I I went to school, then was gone for a semester after my first year and then came back. And there was this whole other incoming freshman group. And to this day, I can still remember one of my best friends now, 20 years later, sat in front of me. But I did not take the time to meet him then. But I remember him sitting in front of me in one of these classes. And I didn't get to know him for like a year or two later. Oh, wow. So it's one of those things where it's just like, anyway, it, it you don't know who's around you that could be part of your support network and vice versa.
1: Right. And and, and on that, I see college students, um, especially I would call myself kind of a geek, a nerd. You know, we will stay in our room. We'll play video games. We'll, you know, everything's kind of socialized now with playing with your buddies and all that. But when I would, when I would work with college students and I, I had the unfortunate part of my job. I had to kind of work with college students who kind of like shipwreck their life with like conduct, grades, you know, the whole thing. And, um, I worked, you know, I'd had these conversations for over nine years and I'd always ask a uh, student like, Hey, what clubs, what organizations, what governments, what are you involved in? And Eric, a hundred percent of the time they would say, I'm not involved on anything on Mm -hmm. campus. Yep. Not a club. I don't, I go, you're not involved in anything. And they're like, no. And I, I tell college students, I said, your success rated college will shoot up. If you join one club, one organization, some social network on campus that is analog and not digital, mm-hmm. and you will, you will excel. And, and it's true. You meet, you meet, make friends for a lifetime. you. You create bonds, you have fun, road trips abound. Um, (laughs) in my class, I told students, I said, if you ever miss, you can always miss my class. If you go on a road trip and they were in California and I said, but you have to leave the state and I have to have a picture with the newspaper of the cover of the newspaper. You know, they have to prove they left the state on a road trip. That's a great rule. They're like, what about, what about, uh, Los Angeles? I'm like, no. And I would like pull up Google maps. I'd be like, this is California. This is in the devil world. This is not. So if you can get here on a car, you can always skip my class. Um, one student did it because I had class uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then they sent me the, they brought me the picture on Monday. They're like, we went to Las Vegas. I'm like, great. Jeez. But they were like 18, but I was yeah. also like, well, yeah. not, you know, they wouldn't have been allowed
0: to do much. Yeah, I
1: know. But I was like, great. Glad you had a great time but anyway. So uh, I just wanted college students just to that was like my fun little rule. Yeah. But
0: well, and the other thing is, um, is being being careful not to overcommit also.
1: Oh, right. Oh, clearly. I see students do that all the time. A little bit of burnout, but uh, that usually happens. They're like junior and senior year. They're like internship, president of a fraternity. I'm like, whoa, whoa pump the brakes, but freshmen, I'm like, Hey, treat, treat clubs, or organizations like a buffet. Try a little bit. If you don't like it, move on. But if you really like it, stick with it.
0: slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash to-do list terms and conditions
1: apply need to hire you need indeed the other thing i want to get back to like the campus thing i watch college students study at night yeah uh,
0: that so i gotta geez i know now that that was a mistake i always tried to make work and every time i tried to do the overnighter i never oh. made it it never no. happened. I no. always said, okay, I got stuff done. Uh, but it's more important. I get some sleep now at this point. I'm done. And, and, you know, my, my, my energy would just eke out. And so oh, yeah. uh, again, I would have gone much more the direction of plan my day to where I'm doing things in between my solid commitments. I'm then making commitments while I'm on campus, even if I'm a resident on campus to go through my school day. Then I'm done, and I have dinner. Maybe I maybe I check something out after dinner for a, a little bit, but for the most part, the evening is when I try and like socialize or read or go do go do things. Right with people.
1: The so, evening is when you socialize, when you when you hang out. the, the college kind of comes alive. Um, but because college students aren't spending their time up on campus studying, they have to catch up. And then the other thing I would tell college students, they would laugh and laugh, Eric. They'd be like, oh, you fool. I would say, if you can get up and, and be studying it by like, I, I would say six in the morning, but that's kind of for college students. Yeah, might college be a little students much. Much.
0: staying up late is a, a normal thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so six might be uh, pushing it, but
1: yeah, I would say between 6 a.m. and 3 p.m. on a Saturday, the college campus, there's nothing happening. There's nothing um maybe a football game but i tell them heads to the library and study between 6am and 3pm saturday sunday the the campus is yours whatever you want to do and then that way they can get all of that studying out of the way and by 3pm the weekend is theirs if they get get it done sooner even better but they have, that's what i tell them to do you'll be the most productive because no one's asking for your attention, wanting, nobody is like, let's do Saturday breakfast. Who wants to do Sunday brunch? Let's like, brunch. <laughs> donut, donut people. So, um, uh, yeah, so let's, that's what I tell them. And they balk. And then usually around October, they realize that, you know, they're making some terrible decisions and then I'm like, yep, Saturday, Sunday, get it done. And yeah, I wasted so many saturdays
0: and sundays so many weekends because i would stay up so late on a friday and then i would get up at like see the thing is is i couldn't eat very easily sleep in i just that's just my body i just don't and now i know more about that so i have more self-awareness with that but seven eight o'clock i'm up like i'm i'm up for the day and if i was up till 12 or 1 the night before like I didn't get enough sleep to begin with, but I think I did. Right. And I'm tired all day and I'm not going to take a nap because I'm a college student. I don't need a nap, which sounds right. way more like a toddler than it does a college student, yes. but I'm now an adult and I know how things really work. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I would waste so much of those days though. Cause I'd be just like, I'd get up, I'd watch TV. I'd, you know, watch movies with friends or you know go i'd actually go to breakfast on a saturday because it wasn't that busy and often that's when some of the best food was there right ironically and you know i just didn't get much done i didn't get anything productive done over those weekends and so even if i had been smart i would have at least re- rested or worked out or take you know taken a nap or done f- intentional things like i don't know how many weekends just disappeared from my from my college student days that I just didn't – I don't have anything to show for them, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is even if you're really good at getting a lot of stuff done, small scale, you know, really small, like, amounts of stuff throughout the week, and then you take the weekend to literally unplug from college and just engage with rest and socializing, that's another way to go. Right. But either way, be intentional.
1: Yeah. And and then it goes back to your, you kind of keep it sacred that you're like, "I'm this is what I'm going to do. Um, and you just get ahead of it because in high school, you could wing it in high school. You're like, Hey, I already know my schedule. I just, Mm -hmm. I show up the bell rings class to class in college that completely shifts. And I like what you said earlier about like chipping away at the small projects, you know, like you have a big term paper due. That's in November, start getting the research in September, because what happens is in November, everybody's hitting the library. Everybody's grabbing the research and the books you want or the articles or they're on the computers that only have access to certain things. And now you're stuck. But if you can hit that in September, if you can hit that in October or even get started that day. Yeah, um, I I would get it done.
0: Yeah, there you go. Like, this is what I would do. If I if I were back in school again, I would, one, go through a lot of what you've already talked about with calendaring. And then as far as my weekly schedule goes with a Saturday, I would I would actually say this, like I would look ahead. And I, I, here's one thing we haven't mentioned. Look ahead, because if you're a freshman, they're already handing this to you. Or if you're a an upperclassman, you know where to go get it there's some sort of social calendar for the year for the semester that's being handed out where they you know the events for the semester and you can say on these week are there any on these weekends uh that i'm interested in at all you know is there something that i want to make sure i don't miss or something like that but again it's not going to happen on a on a saturday morning between 6 a.m and like say 3 p.m it's going to probably be saturday night it's going to probably be like friday night maybe even sunday but it's like Wait a second. If I look and say, see, when, and, and again, you want to make sure, like you said earlier, you leave room for the possibility of road trips. Right. You want to be open to the opportunities. So, but that, that means you want to have the structure in place to be able to then shift stuff around and have places to shift things to off your weekend so that you can use that weekend for the road trip. Otherwise, with that weekend, what I would do is I would say, okay, I have this paper due in the, you know, at the end of November or the beginning of December, it's now September, this coming weekend, maybe not the first weekend, but maybe the second weekend of the semester, once I'm settled, I would say, okay, this book, I have to read, like, I've gathered the books, I know what the three books are, or the five books are that I need to have fully read and kind of synthesized out. What? And actually, here's what I'd do, I would say, in my uh class, I'd look to see, do I know anybody in this class can we all say we'll have read one of these books by a certain point in time, and then maybe we'll have a discussion about it, and right. we'll all like then there you go like and that's a kind of a way to hack it where it's like it's not just about you siloed off alone in a room reading and then writing things down it's you read it with the with more of an enjoyment approach to it. And then an enjoyment approach to you're going to go talk about and discuss with maybe your friends or people, at least you know well enough to be acquaintances (laughs) and synthesize the material. And you take note, take notes or hit record, record on your iPhone or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, and then go over it later again. And like, look, you've gotten so much done right there. So far in advance. You don't even know how much that momentum is going to make you feel amazing as a college student and stave off the anxiety that is to come later where you're going to have panic attacks because you're so far behind on everything, stuff you're aware of and stuff you're not
1: aware of. Right. So, I, I yeah, I really like that. As and, I've lived through this. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was an English major and I remember my junior year because I, I know we're talking a lot about freshmen, but even in, you know, it kind of ramps up. Year, oh yeah, year and so uh, yeah my junior year i was like i had to read like all these books crazy right english major and i was whinging to one of my professors who i've known because i i built up that friendship and and i said you know i just I have all these books i just don't know like how to how to kind of manage that and it's unbelievable you know i was you know it's just the great tragedy of my life and she's like well where where are the books like what book? Like where are the books? I said, oh, they're in my room. She's like, oh, Ryan. She goes, make it a habit to always carry a book with you. Mm, yep. I said, where? She's like, eh. she made this big presentation. She's like, everywhere, everywhere you have a book. And I said, she goes that every moment you can stop and pause, read, sit and read, whether it's between classes, whether it's waiting for the bus whether it's waiting for your doctor's appointment and she goes you just read and it, it i blew that I, I was and i'm a person like you you asked me to do that i'm gonna give it a go like I don't, um and i just it it changed the way i'm 45 now it changed the way i do reading i mean i bring a book with me wherever i go we have the advantage now kindle digital ibooks um I don't think that's psychologically like, oh, I've got 80 books on me right now. I don't think of it that way, but no. there's a book I want to get through. Um, fiction I buy digitally, uh, nonfiction I buy, um, I buy the heart, I buy the paper version just because it's just a psychological thing for me, right. but that way I can, I just have the book with me all the time. I'm known at work for Ryan reads on his breaks where reads at lunch, leave him alone. Um, and I'm able to fly through books, but I started that habit at 20 years old. So, um, just carry a book. If you get anything out of this podcast, carry a book with you, wherever you go, an actual physical book, you'll burn through it in a couple of days with all your free time.
0: I have a friend who does that now to this day, and he's, a, he's now a professor, but he was my he was one of my college friends. So yeah,
1: oh, I yeah. don't know.
0: I don't know if he was doing it back then, but I know he does it now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It is. It is clutch. It is top habit for me. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I, I, in terms of the
0: weekend, um, you always overestimate how much you're going to get done over the week. Oh, always in terms of, you know, Oh, I'm going to write this paper this weekend. No, you're not. Not if you've not started it. Right. You know? <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely. I see that all the time.
0: And, and I think in, 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 in regards to your reminders, maybe it's, Oh, uh, uh, the way I'd approach that is I'd almost have, say, mini deadlines for certain parts of the project as attached to those
1: reminders. Yeah. Kel Newport talks about that in his one of his first books he ever wrote called uh, How to Get Straight A's in College. And he, when you have that reminder system, you know, he has something where on Friday, I believe, like that's like you keep a journal of all the stuff you're getting done. And if you don't have, if you needed to get uh, this assignment done and you didn't, or this read you know, read 30 pages, you move it to the next day and you circle it in red. And, you know, you treat it like a drill sergeant is yelling at you for not getting that done. Now, stuff could come up, like get sick or, you know, whatever. But he's like, you've got to keep on it. And you can never have more than um, two red things on your next day. You have to, you have to get that done because otherwise it builds up and builds up and if you can chunk it like if you're going to do reading get all your reading done if you're going to do writing do all your writing done don't flip from reading to writing right math to science keep it in one like it again going into his deep work keep it in one you know keep doing the same thing just to have so there's no bumps in the road uh mentally
0: Yeah. Staying in that focused mode. And again, that's kind of the thing you're going to need to figure out. Uh, And I will say this, something that maybe we should probably pay attention to is, yes, uh, we already kind of said, hey, doing stuff at night, not the greatest idea. Mm. However, there are some people where that's actually going to make sense for them because of their... Uh, chronotype, if you've heard that term
1: before, yep. it's yeah. Like Mike he, Vardy is a, yeah, He's a night owl.
0: He's a night owl. So for him, I would imagine, you know, hey, Mike Vardy, he's new on campus. He's a freshman Vardy, and uh, th- that's that's my. Vi- I
1: would love Marty freshman. Yeah, that's oh uh, yeah voice there,
0: <laughs> and um, so he would do better knowing he's that to lean into that and sleep later in the morning, but still then get up and maybe do some, you know, and, and, and I'll put a link to some of the, uh, I've got a couple of different episodes that talk about these different aspects of this. Uh, one's with Daniel Pink, one's with, um, doctor. I forget his name. Bruce is his last name, though. And we talk about chronotypes and we talk about the right time of day to do things. And I think that's something that college students, this is one of those huge things that like hits me now as an adult. But like, if I had known this stuff as a college student, when I had the ability physically and mentally to tap into so much more energy than I have these days ready at my disposal and knew – you know how to lean into those strengths and those times of days correctly oh man you better believe like i wouldn't have. i would have been so carefree so
1: (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah absolutely same here um but also we don't have like we have kind of adultish brains. we're at 18 it's kind of right uh you know our impulse impulse control is a little bit uh better now Um, that's what that's what when you
0: said impulse that's what hit me uh I wonder if, and I'm thinking collectively here, like if I was back in school, I, when I think to college, I think of hanging out with my friends more than I do, and the relationships that I still have to this day out of that. I think less about what I learned there off of classes, though I learned lots of life lessons. And because of that, I go back to the applying maybe strategic or emotional support structures of how can I get a group of people together who maybe we're not all working on, maybe we're all in different classes, but we meet together and all work separately in the same space for accountability for a certain amount of time. And then once that time, you know, timer on our, one of our phones is done, boom, break time. Let's all go like goof off for a half hour. And then we come back and then we sit and now we read that next chapter or we write that next page or two of our report or whatever. And it's that collective reining you back in back into focus mode and then releasing the stress and chilling with people and friends and, you know, getting another coffee or taking a walk outside kind of thing. Like that's where I think I would excel so much in college again, if I had that.
1: Yeah. Just the camaraderie plus the productivity can be just a very great, uh, combination. Yeah. I, I, I had that sometimes in, in the fraternity I joined and I had that sometimes, um, cause I was in, uh, with deaf education, there was only like 20 of us who were really in that major at, the, at a time. So that was great too. And, um, learning, learning American sign language and being able to practice. And we always joke, it's the one, it is it's something you can never learn by yourself You have because it's a language. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I really just want the, the college students listening just to enjoy college, have fun with it. Um, you'll make, you know, the sealed ax, of like, you'll make the greatest friends you've ever had. And, and I'm like, you know what? A good part of that is true. I still have college buddies of mine I talk to all the time. Um, but just to uh, build the habits their freshman year that will pay off not only their sophomore year, but their senior, year, and, then, and then wherever they're headed to next, just those habits, a lot of those habits I've kept. And, um, you know, I'm way, way past my, my freshman year.
0: I want to leave people with this. Hey, I did not know all this stuff when I was in college and I can look back and say, I now know this stuff and it helped me so much in my adult life. But I again, I had so much anxiety during college. It's why it, it, and, and many people do. It's one of those things where I keep seeing and even talking to people face-to-face online and offline where they <laughs> there's this recurring nightmare of... I've had this class that I suddenly wake up and realize I haven't attended all semester. And suddenly I'm about to fail because I haven't attended and didn't, I didn't have any kind of bearing. You know, I didn't have it under control or even aware. Like I'd forgotten I was even supposed to go to it and now I'm going to fail it. And I've got this emergency. What am I supposed to do moment? That is not just something that, uh, I mean, that, that gets ingrained into us from college, but it's, it's a fear that most adults that went to college, like have that it's happened or could have happened these. We've seen it or experienced it to at least a certain degree. This is an exaggerated, you know, nightmare of course, but there's a reason it's a nightmare. It's because there's partially some truth in it.
1: Yeah. So, Oh, absolutely. In college students. So don't do that. Go, don't do that. Go to class, go to class,
0: but get, again, this is why your first, uh, tip here about getting, the syllabi on oh, the yeah. calendar. Oh my gosh. The best years that I had, the best semesters, I should say, were when I did that. I yeah. went, and as soon as I went to a class, I, now I did go back to my room in between, depending upon what, how many classes I had that day or whatever. But like, I would get this, gi- I had this giant white, um, you know, the size of like a 32 inch, uh, you know, computer screen calendar. And I would uh, start to just, mark stuff down now i wasn't like putting reminders in that was that was a that was a fault i had but right. i at least was marking out the you know the 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 due dates
1: yeah and and i just think i do that now with big projects i put reminders back like hey you know you got to get this done it's this due you're gonna you gonna have to launch this you have to write this i just hope these co- i hope the college students out there just really um excel um take that road trip and just, just develop these great habits and we'll probably put some uh, books. I'll uh, Eric, will give you some good books to yeah. kind of recommend um, for that. And, you know, for your listeners, um, I'll give you my free book on AD, how to survive and thrive at, at a college campus. Um, it's just at dot slash college. I usually sell it for 20 bucks, but it's yours just for listening and being a part of this and, Um. Drop Eric and I a line if you have a question, or you know, I'd love to help out.
0: Yeah, awesome, Ryan. It's always great talking with you. This is, I think, going to be especially helpful. I'm going to make sure. What's great is I'll now have this in my arsenal of episodes to be able to point to this and and you know to the parents that I know. uh, Oh yeah, that are that have kids going into college. Point this and say point to this and say, hey, go take a listen to this. This is going to help you as a parent of your college student, but also. Make, make them listen to it. Pay
1: make them him, listen pay to,
0: it. to listen to it, even. I would. I'm you know yeah. I I'm all about paying kids to do something that I know that, like, look, if you only get a little bit out of this, it's still going to save you so much headache and heartache to uh, get this in you now, even just a little bit. Even if you don't understand it all. Right. Do it. Do it now. And there you go. So. All right. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome talking with you again. And I'm going to see you. It's only a matter of weeks now till we'll see each other at Tribe, so that'll be awesome.
1: Yep. Yeah, and if anybody wants to find me, I'm at the ADHDnerd.com, where I help people with uh, ADHD. So I'd love to help out with them. And I can't wait to see with Tribe. Eric, we've never met in person. That's true. We've it's never met strange. in
0: person. You you were up in Chicago, and I'm about three hours away, and you know you keep changing locations here and there. I know, I know. And uh, this time, though, we'll have like a full four or five days straight
1: get ready Nashville Eric <laughs> and Ryan are on the way. So. Yes. All right buddy. All right. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.
0: Thanks. So the obvious takeaway here is if you're a college student that's been made to listen to this or you chose to listen to this, I hope that's the case. But if you're a college student, I hope you got a lot out of this, but if you're not a college student and you know of a college student or even another adult that needs to learn these lessons like we did retroactively, please consider sharing this episode with that one person that you know needs to hear it, whether it's a, it's your kid, it's your college student, or it's some other parent that you know has a kid that's going right into college now or is already in college. College is a great time of life to get some of these life lessons worked out. And this is a great episode to deliver some of those lessons. So again, share this episode with somebody that you know needs to hear it. You can find the show notes for this episode to share it by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash 239. And again, consider sharing this episode with somebody you know needs to hear it. And with that, I'll say thank you and see you next episode.